Good morning. Welcome to the Washington Ethical Society for our first platform of the year 2023. I'm Perry Bider. My pronouns are he and him, and I am the officiant this morning. Opening words this morning are from George Kimmich Beach. Everything begins on the verge of awareness. The dawn is not, and then is. Sleep is, and then is not. In between is the awakening. The passage of thin light between breaks open the day. The passage of thin sound between flows into the day. Too soon, the numbing rumble of traffic swells, the day glares. Let the soft haze hang again across the row of morning. Wait upon the narrow moment, the first awareness of being in between. Live days and seasons on the thin edge of dawn in praise that every single thing begins now. Welcome to everyone for our multimedia platform, whether you're here in the hall, watching on Zoom, or catching the recording later. We are one community unified across time and space, gathering to affirm our values and commit to a better world. If you're on Zoom, please check the chat for a welcome and various tips from Judy O, today's Zoom chat usher. If you're here in the hall and would like an assistive listening device, please see the sound team at the back. Visitors, if you are here in person, please stop by the welcome table after platform to speak to a greeter or to our membership coordinator, Maceo Thomas. Those of you visiting online now or later, we invite you to send an email to Maceo at M-A-C-E-O-T at ethicalsociety.org or to fill out a connection form, which you can find at tiny.cc slash westconnects. I'll now read a few of the greetings that folks have written in the chat. Um, folks joining in virtually can use this time to get a candle to light during our candle lighting. So let's see who we have here today. Uh, Audrey G says, good morning. Linda DeShulo says, good morning and happy new year. Uh, good morning from Megan, uh, looks like Hersig. My apologies if I'm mispronouncing that name or anyone else's. Uh, Pam Levin, good morning. Cynthia Goodman, good morning all and happy new year. Andrea Naranjo, good morning and happy new year from Pat, Andrea and Augustine. Uh, Hannah and Brennan say good morning. Sue Smith says good morning all. Levi Lika, happy new year to all. Uh, Joseph Villa, good morning everyone. Uh, did I say Linda? I'm sorry. Laura DeShulo, yes, I certainly know your name, Laura. Sorry about that. Um, Laura Steele says happy bright morning from Ocean Pines, Maryland. Oh, great to have you all with us. Great to have so many of you here in the room, including some familiar faces that I haven't seen for quite a while. Welcome back. 
Hope this is part of your New Year's resolution to come to West more often. It is good to connect and share this time together, and it is really good to share this time together with our returning guest musicians, Jan and Nicole and Christian Perez. Jan and Christian, your music always adds so much to our Sunday morning experience, so thank you for joining us again. We are now ready for your opening song. Good morning, everyone. My name is Jan and Nicole Christian Perez, as you just heard. This first song is called Up to Us. It's a composition of mine. Um, that I wrote as a kind of reminder to myself and to all my friends that um, we have the responsibility personally to change our lives and as humanity together to go about change. Thank you. 
Wow. I think we could stop right there. But since people have prepared other things, let's go on. So welcome once again. Each week we read our statement of purpose as a reminder of our shared values. If you're interested in taking a turn to read the statement, you can sign up at tiny.cc slash read SOP. Today's reader is Brian Holland, who serves on the Lay Leadership Development Committee. Brian? The Washington Ethical Society is a humanistic congregation that affirms the worth of every person. We strive through our relationships to elicit the best in the human spirit. With faith in human goodness, we appreciate each other each person's unique capacities. We joyfully celebrate together and support each other through life. We nurture a sense of reverence and responsibility for each other and the earth. We warmly invite you to join our community children and adults, as we work for a world where love and justice cross all borders. Thank you, Brian. As Brian lights our community candle, I invite those of you with candles at home to light yours, and I invite everyone to join me in our candle lighting words. May we kindle within us the warmth of compassion, the light of understanding, and the fire of commitment to build a brighter future for all. Our senior leader, Casey Slack, will now present today's story for all ages. Hey, happy new year. So good to see all of you. Our story this morning is Mouse and Crow by Kelly Wiseman Aspruth Jackson. There was once a crow who was very hungry. Flying over the tops of the trees, it spotted a large, tasty looking walnut growing from one of the tallest branches below. Seeing the makings of a fine supper, the crow swooped down and plucked the dangling walnut and held it triumphantly in its beak. The crow flapped its wings happily and began to think about how best to break open the shell of the walnut. Meanwhile, on the ground below the crow, an equally hungry mouse saw everything and decided that it wanted some of that same walnut for itself. With a plan that was clever, though not particularly nice, the mouse called up to the crow high in the tree. Say there, friend, what's that you have in your beak? The crow was hungry enough by now that it wasn't thinking all of its decisions through very well. How many of us have been there? 
hungry, making bad choices. Yeah. So we called back. I've found a nice walnut and I am going to eat it. Of course, when the crow opened its mouth to say all that, the walnut fell from its mouth and dropped to the ground, just as the mouse had hoped it would. But the mouse didn't count on where the walnut would land. It fell to the ground and rolled into a shallow hole. The mouse ran to the hole and reached to pull out the walnut so it could crack the shell and eat it, but the hole was just small enough that the mouse could not pull it out. With both its paws wrapped around, the walnut was too wide to get out of the hole. The crow, meanwhile, was unhappy about having been tricked out of its supper and began to shout at the mouse down below, who couldn't leave because it was still holding on to the walnut, trying and failing to pull it back out of the hole in the ground. Now, if the two of them had worked together, they both might have gotten to enjoy some of that walnut. The crow could have used its sharp beak to open up the hole or break the walnut into smaller pieces. The mouse could have reached in to pull out the pieces and they could have shared. But instead they were stuck there, arguing with each other, both still hungry. The mouse because it couldn't let go and the crow because it couldn't Hold on. As we continue our time together today, I hope you can think about where in your life you might be a crow who can't hold on, or a mouse that can't let go, or both, or some other woodland creature entirely. Thank you. Let's now enter into the centering time of our platform. Each week we ring this chime in solidarity with people around the world. Today, I am particularly mindful of people who will not be allowed to petition for asylum as they try to enter our country, thanks to the immigration policy adopted or expanded this week by President Biden. As we listen to the chime, let us remember our connection to each other and the world around us. Let us open our hearts to compassion for those who suffer. And let us commit ourselves to the work that calls for our love. Casey will now lead us in meditation.
I invite you to take this time to get comfortable, to relax in your seat, however makes you feel most grounded, most able to be present. For some people, that's sitting with your feet on the floor. Some people might need to stretch a little bit. If you need to stretch, be mindful of that there are probably people next to you. You might want to take some deep breaths. Whatever it is that helps you feel present in your body, present in this moment, present in this space. Let yourself rest there for a moment. Many of us likely had a pretty busy past several weeks. The end of a year always has a lot to do in it. And no matter how much we try to focus on taking some time to breathe and rest, well, sometimes we wind up running through it anyway. So here in a new year, a new year getting established. Take a second just to be here. If it feels okay for you to do, pay attention to your body, to the way that you are held up by your chair, to the way you are connected throughout your body bringing attention to your feet and then letting it go, moving up into your legs and then letting it go, moving further up into your body, in your stomach, your abdomen, in your lungs as you breathe. passing attention and gratitude throughout your body. Maybe it's hard to feel thankful for your body. Maybe your body hurts. Maybe it doesn't work quite how it used to work. Maybe your body is tired and that's hard to feel thankful for. But take a moment to consider, to extend thanks to the peculiar miracle of being anything at all. To that you are still somewhere, breathing and existing, that there are still cats and dogs to pet and friends to say hello to that the possibility of glittery nail polish continues to exist, whether or not that's something you want on your personal body. Consider all the little miracles of being somebody. The warmth of a fire, the cool breeze on a walk through the park, 
the familiar comforting smells of your childhood home or your adult home or whichever home is most comfortable for you. Let yourself feel comforted and thankful, present, whole, and beloved, exactly where you are. Hold on to these feelings as we continue our meditation in silence and the music that follows.
Today's reading is a poem titled, I Am Running Into a New Year by Lucille Clifton. I am running into a new year and the old years blow back like a wind that I catch in my hair, like strong fingers, like all my old promises. And it will be hard to let go of what I said to myself about myself when I was 16 and 26 and 36, even 36, but I am running into a new year and I beg what I love and I leave to forgive me. This Sunday, we are hearing again from our senior leader, Casey Slack. A new year is a fiction. There is some cosmic truth to it in that it does take a certain amount of time for the earth to get around the sun, but you could place that date anywhere. This is obvious if you simply look around the world at all the varieties of New Year's we celebrate. The new year that we mark on January 1st is only one new year in one type of calendar. In fact, even if the only new year you celebrate is the January 1st one in the Gregorian calendar, chances are you secretly celebrate a second one, a more personal new year, your birthday. You can put that line anywhere. And I think maybe we would do to put that line in even more places. But it is a fiction, a story we tell ourselves about when years begin and end, something we made up and then agreed to and continue to agree to about a break in time where one thing ends and another begins. But of course, very little ever begins or ends out of nowhere. Most things are simply continuations of older things. And yet, here this break is. Culturally significant, celebrated with champagne and fireworks and big parties or quiet evenings at home or nothing at all, depending on your personal preferences. But everywhere around you, there is this sense of something is new and it's time to change. Maybe you're familiar with the phrase, new year, new me. I hate this phrase. <laughs> Deeply, desperately, new year, same me. I no longer resolve to do anything. It is circumstances turn to change. <laughs> 
as much as I would like to offload the duty of changing the world to the circumstances themselves, I don't actually find myself in that position very often. Imagine you don't either. It's a new year and there is an opportunity for something new, but before we get to that, I'd like to acknowledge that the same you is good. That we live in a culture where new year, new me is wrapped tightly around selling you things, around telling you that who you've been, who you are, what it is to be you is fundamentally wrong. And if you just X, Y, Z, purchase this product, go on this diet, buy a new car, then everything will be different and you will be a new person and nothing will ever be bad again. This is an obvious lie if you look at it that way, but much more insidious if you're catching it in little snippets from coworkers, family members, people excited to make some kind of change in their own lives, people dedicated to a belief that now is the time they will become someone new. How many of us have ever tried to become a whole new person? Oh, I love for so many of you that that is like not a common feeling. I have tried a number of times in my life to become a whole new person. It was a thing I was an expert at until I was about 16 years old. Normal for a young person to reinvent themselves repeatedly, but I would get it in my head that if I bought the right planner, I could manage everything. I would stay up late at night constructing detailed plans about how I was going to manage my homework and all of my extracurricular activities and also stop eating. Um, my history of an eating disorder aside, it never happened. I couldn't force myself to be someone who can use a planner in other people's way. I couldn't force myself to like things other than what I like, to want to behave in ways other than the ways I am naturally inclined to. Eventually, I learned that what I could do is work with who I am. I am not a person with a particularly linear brain. A planner set up by somebody else will never continue to work for me because I will become bored of it in about five days and then I will never look at it again. But if I do it for myself, I can change the color every month and write things in my own shorthand and give myself as much or as little space as I need. And then because it is interesting enough to me, because it is for me, and about not, not about punishing me for failing to be as orderly as other people might like, but about helping me to be a good person in the relationships I'm in, right? To turn things in on time, not because I'm a bad person if I don't, but because it is stressful for other people if I don't. To finish the projects I want to finish because I want to finish them, 
not because there was something wrong with me when I didn't finish this, that, or the other thing. One of the big pressures of a new year is to try to completely recreate yourself. Is to say, I can be somebody else if I just buy the right planner, if I have the right clothes. Maybe this skincare routine will be the one that I keep up on. But the planner that is best is the one that you use. Skincare routine that is best is the one that you use. The mask that is best is the one that you will put on your face. The you that you are is already good. The you that you are is already valuable and worthy. You don't have to change anything fundamental because in the middle you are good. Whatever else has built up around that. You are good and your body is good. No matter how much it hurts, no matter how tired you are, there might be things to address, but your body is good. I say some of this because one of my least favorite things about the new year is January. January, where I cannot stop seeing advertisements for diets that I recognize as starvation diets, as tricks, as things that encouraged my young and adolescent self to stop eating. I recognize this as a time of year when people are walking around telling me out loud how badly they don't want to have a body like mine. You don't deserve to feel like your body is wrong. You don't deserve to feel like you need to be somebody else to be loved or valuable or able to participate in the world. Wherever you are right now, whatever your body looks like, feels like, moves like, it is worthy of love and care. It is worthy of nutrition. It is worthy of snacks that bring you joy. Food is not only fuel. It is also feeling and community. I think you all have a pretty good sense of how much food is also community. And please know that I am looking for ways that we can bring food back into our time together. So here we are at this theoretical break in time. This time when people are setting goals and maybe they are setting goals that we wanna kind of stay away from. Maybe when someone at your workplace or book club or anywhere you encounter people eats a piece of cake and says, oh, I'm being so bad. You wanna feel empowered to say that cake is not a moral issue. <laughs> but also maybe there are things that you do want to let go of. Maybe we want to make use of this fiction to help us 
let go and hold on. To decide, okay, I have this culturally created opportunity to try again. It's not the only available opportunity, but it is one. Maybe you feel like you have been fearful in your life. Like you have avoided taking a risk that you would really like to take. Maybe that risk is that you wanna try being an officiant. Maybe that risk is that you wanna jump out of an airplane. I don't know. Maybe you have felt fearful and would like to let that go. Maybe you have felt burdened, like you are carrying too much with you. Like you stacked your responsibilities so high that they started pushing you into the floor. Maybe you feel like it's time to put some stuff down. Maybe you wanna leave behind attachments to things, to money, to the idea of perfection. Maybe you've been really doing your work on white supremacy and you know that perfectionism is a reflection of white supremacist culture. And you wanna say, it's okay if sometimes stuff doesn't work. You wanna practice letting go of that. What else in one or two words? Yell out anything else you might wanna let go of. Reactivity, that's a good one. Thanks, Trish. What other people will think. Yeah, that's a good one, Abby. Not asking, not asking for help. Oh, that's, mm, that's a real good one, Adam. Yeah. Shame, you might wanna let go of shame. So I want you to, Pull into your mind something, anything that you would like to let go of in 2023. And once you have it in your mind, I want you to turn it into a little object and move that object into this bowl on this table up here. Okay. So if we're imagining shame, I'm imagining shame as like a dark, crumpled cloud, um, just popping it in that bowl. You can do like Adam just did and pretend to throw it, whatever works for you. Just get it into this bowl. One of my favorite rappers is Kendrick Lamar. And in one of his songs, and I would have written it down if I had realized that I would forget what it's called right here. He says, if I could burn fear away, I'd roll it up. Now, we're not gonna roll anything up, but we are gonna burn some fears away. We are gonna let some things go.
this bowl is now empty. Empty. Whatever you put in there, whatever little object you needed to get rid of, consider it gone. It has evaporated into the universe and is no longer your problem. You are symbolically free of it. And when you need to remember that it's not yours to hold on to anymore, I hope you can remember that flame taking it away. Now, we also need to hold on, right? Because we remember Mouse and Crow and their various problems. And Crow's letting go also left him unfed. And we don't need to be people who are unfed. We literally just talked about that. So we also need to be people who are nourished, who are fed, who have goals that are about what we really, truly need. The number one thing that we all really, truly need, the reason that we come here is community, right? Yeah, thank you. You're allowed to talk. That's, it's encouraged. We need community. We need each other. We need space to grow and people to practice with. So first, I want you to take a moment and think of one or two words you would like to focus on this year. Those words can be things like connection, compassion, self-care, community care, love, justice. You got lots of options. So first, think of what you want to focus on, somewhere that you feel you can grow. You got it? Getting it? When you have it, find somebody in this room. And if you're on Zoom, I encourage you to find somebody else who is on Zoom who you don't know very well. So I'm going to guess not the person sitting next to you. Someone you are less well connected with. And share with them what you want to focus on this year. And pick a time next month to check in with each other, okay? Practice using a community as space to grow and deepen and connect. Practice knowing that the people here, even if they're not your best friends, are people you can rely on to support you in growing. Pick somebody, not Caitlin. Pick somebody, maybe who is sitting on the other side of the room from you or who you haven't seen in a really long time. Pick somebody, share, pick a time next month or a way to pick a time next month because not everybody has their calendar ready. I get that. And when you're done, return to your seats. I'll be here.
When you find a good start to stop, go ahead and wrap your conversations up. Go ahead and return to your seats.
It's so good to hear you all talking to each other that it was very hard to decide to interrupt. I hope that you'll continue your conversations once platform is over and that maybe in trying this, you will both feel encouraged to focus on what you wanna focus on and build a new connection for yourself and for our West community. Before I wrap up, would anybody like to share aloud something that they chose to focus on this year? You can just yell it out if you want. Focus. Focus, <laughs> focus on focus, I, you know, been there. Hmm? Balance. Balance, oh, that's a good one, yeah. Friendship, excellent, love that. As we wander into this, our full first full calendar year together. Wow. I hope that we'll all make time for connecting, for focusing on community, for giving and loving and caring and celebrating together for learning more about who we are through our connections with one another, for finding those shiny pieces of humanity in us, calloused though they might be from an inhumane world, and taking time to polish them up together. It is a gift to be with you. It is a gift to serve this community. I am glad that we can come together and let go of what needs to be gone and recommit to what we want to grow. I hope that this year brings you peace, brings you love, brings you balance and centeredness and a deep, unshakable sense that you and everyone are worthy of love every day, just as you are. Thank you. Thank you so much, Casey. In a few minutes, we'll have our community sharing time where you can write into the chat or share in person about what resonated with you in this platform. I'm gonna ask a, a special request today of the people who are uh, watching from Zoom. Uh, a lot of comments, of course, uh, a lot of chat was going on during the platform. I'm not 100% sure which of those things people would want me to share publicly with the community as a whole. So I'm gonna ask if you want me to uh, relate something that you have written into the chat, please write it again, starting now. Um, and I will uh, take that as a sign that that should be included in our response period. In the meantime, while we listen to uh, uh, today's musical reflection or musical response, um, 
you can think about anything else you would like to share today based on uh, what today's platform has brought up for you. So, thank you. Thank you so much. This is a song called Por Que Estas Triste? or Why Are You Sad? written by the Bolivian composer Gerardo Arias. Um, he wrote it for a friend of his who uh, died working in the mines. And we uh, wanted to play it thinking back um, of all the people we've lost in the past two years and uh, all, all that they have brought into our lives. Thank you. 
Beautiful. All right, this is the time when we add our own voices to the morning, sharing our reflections on the platform or what resonates with our own personal experience. As usual, I will start by reading comments that have come in on the chat, and then we will uh, make time for people who want to come to the microphone. Uh, <clears throat> so I see Audrey G saying, I want to connect more with community this year. Laura DeShulo, I want to adopt a kitty this year. Laura, apparently the community uh, approves of that idea. <clears throat> so I guess you're on the hook now. Uh, Laura Steele says, this week as I was getting my hair done, my stylist suggested I think about a new look as it's not only a new year, for me it's a new decade as well. That idea opened up something inside like permission to explore more of who I am. Can't wait to find out what shows up. Neither can we, Laura. And I want to let go of limiting beliefs. Good. Okay, let's see what else we have here. Um, <clears throat> Brian Dushigian says, connect to more community in person as able. Good. Uh, that's it for the chat comments at the moment. Uh, would anyone, okay, please, <clears throat> you can uh, take off your mask at the microphone and begin by saying your name and if you want to give us your pronouns, great. Uh, please try and keep yourself brief so that others can share also. Thank you. Hi, everyone. I'm Scottney Young. I use she, her pronouns. And um, I, I think that Casey's talk really brought to mind um, that idea of, of both and and holding multiple truths that our, our new year can be made up and it can be useful. Um, there can be opportunity in this agreed upon time uh, or moment in time. And that's really resonating with me as, you know, constantly I struggle to think of the world's on fire and it's okay. We can still find community. We can still find hope together. Um, and I'm really trying to hold on to that uh, and and think about all of the duality and the dichotomy and all of these multiple truths that are here and present. And some of them are hard. And even in the be beautiful musical response of even grieving things, we can still find beauty and meaning in what was lost. Um, and so just trying to hold on to those multiple truths and and. Um, everything uh, as we move forward into the new year. Thanks. Uh, hello, Jeff Michal here. Um, uh, AC, I really appreciated your pointing out the artificiality of this particular, that particular date, uh, January 1. Um, I found it particularly, I, I thought you were going to mention that archaic and sort of well-meaning custom of making the New Year's resolutions. Uh, it's ironic because I've kept every resolution uh, I've ever made for the past 35 years because it was about that time that I decided, I resolved I was never going to make another stupid <laughs> resolution ever again. And so far I've, I've kept it. Um, but I also recall that um, the societal pressures from coworkers 
uh, and that these um, these would be delivered with all the subtle finesse of a pile driver. You know, when are you going to lose some weight? When are you going to stop drinking? When are you going to get married? When are you going to do? When are you going to do this? Do this? Do this? Do this? Do this? And I just got I just got really tired of of hearing that. I'll share what I I shared with with uh, Rajesh, who was I was speaking to. I know I'm very good at talking myself out of things, and I can make up all sorts of lots as, mm -hmm. as to why not to do something. Oh, it'll take too long. It'll cost too much. It's too far to drive. It's too far to walk. It's too far to do this. It's cold. It's warm. It's a, whatever. And I really regret some of the choices that I've made because I've put those artificial blocks. And what I'd like to work on for this next artificial time period is I'd like to be more open to new experiences. Hi, I'm Abby. I use she, her pronouns, and I particularly appreciated, Casey, your characterizing the things we wanted to get rid of is not our problem anymore. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> because the thing that I wanted to get rid of was the judgmental eye of others. And the fact is, that's real. It's out there in the world, right? But it can be not my problem. All right. Well, thank you for everyone who has shared and for the those of you who are just paying attention to those who have shared. Just as we share our perspectives in this community, so too do we share our resources and gifts. Here at WES, we split all undesignated gifts in the Sunday collection between our operating budget and a fund dedicated to justice and compassion. This month, we are sharing half of the offering with No Lose, a diverse, vibrant community of fat, queer, and trans folks and their allies with a shared commitment to intersectional anti-oppression ideology and action, seeking to end the oppression of fat people. Its name reflects its origin as the National Organizations of Lesbians of Size, but it has expanded its scope to include all genders. Its slogan is, the revolution just got bigger. Let's all take a moment to prepare to respond to the invitation to generosity. For those who are able to respond, we offer several options as noted on the screen. The number to give by text is 202-335-1885 and you can donate online via tiny.cc slash westgives or by clicking on give on our website, ethicalsociety.org. You can also place a cash or a check in the basket at the back of the hall on your way out. And of course, you can send a check by email. Thank you for your generosity. We will now receive your gifts and the gift of music from Jana and Christian. This is a song by American jazz saxophone player Kenny Garrett. Um, if you hear it, you will never be able to tell. The song is called Tsunami Song.
I've said it before. Wow. Thank you so much to the many people who helped to create this morning's time together. Staff members, Dara Miles, Robin Kravitz, Maceo Thomas, and well, it says Tom Hutton here, but that's no longer the case, is it? We will have a wonderful celebration and thank you for Tom later this month. Uh, interim coordinator, music coordinator, Leah Morris, and of course, today's wonderful guest musicians. And our platform production team, tech team members, slide artists, Zoom chat usher, in-person greeters, and virtual coffee hour host. You'll see their names on the closing credits slide. At the conclusion of platform, please join us for social hour in person around the foyer and on the patio or for virtual coffee hour on Zoom. First though, I wanna mention a few things upcoming in the life of our community. After platform today, there will be another session in the From Crowd, the community series of small group discussions set up by KC and the transition team to help KC get to know different segments of the West community and vice versa. This particular session is for West members who have joined since 2018. If that describes you, you are invited to meet Casey in the foyer and they'll take it from there. Another event involving Casey will take place on Zoom this Thursday evening from 7 to 8.30. This will be a session of congregational storytelling, an opportunity for members of the West community to share stories about Wes's past and present. Casey will learn things about Wes that they haven't heard yet in their early months as our senior leader, and will no doubt learn from each other as well. The conversation will be facilitated by the Reverend Megan Foley, Wes's liaison from the UUA regional office. Please watch your email for the Zoom link to that event. Also, Wes will be starting some new TIE, or Together in Exploration, TIE groups this month. These are small groups of West members and friends who meet once a month to dig deeper into our monthly themes. They're a great way to get to know others in the community and they are time limited, so there's no open-ended commitment. Please get in touch with Mayor Membership Coordinator Maceo Thomas to sign up or get more information. Um, I was gonna say finally, but before I get to finally, I want to uh, add a note little note of my own, uh, as Casey was suggesting that maybe some of us want to get over fears of serving as an efficient or jumping out of a plane. Uh, the other one that I that came to my mind is, if you have a fear of singing in groups in public, please come see me. The chorus needs you. Finally, I want to note an opportunity for us to put our ethics into action. The Share the Warmth campaign to collect clothing. All new and lightly used clothing, but especially winter clothing like coats, sweatshirts, hats, and gloves for immigrants and DC residents. Clean, bagged, and labeled donations can be dropped off in the library here after platform, in the bins at the back of the Cedar Lane Unitarian Universalist Church, or on the porch of Ross Wells' and Beth Baker's home in Tacoma Park. 
Thank you in advance for your generosity, supporting migrants and others in need. That's it for today's announcements. As always, you can find information about opportunities to connect in the Sunday links or news and notes emails and on the calendar page of Wes's website. So thank you all for being part of Platform today, whether in person, via Zoom, or watching later. And I invite you to listen to our closing music today from Jana and Christian. Thank you so much, Perry. Our closing song for today um, is subjectively considered by many the most beautiful song ever written. It's <laughs> Nessun Dorma by uh, Giacomo Puccini from the opera Turandot. But something that many of you might not know is that it is very popular with the World Cup for soccer. And since that happened recently, and Argentina won, and Christian here is from Argentina. <laughs> Yeah, he's really been into this song, so that's what we're going to say to you up today.
big tenor voice. <laughs> A few last reminders before we leave. If you're new to our community, please send an email to our membership coordinator, Maceo Thomas, and introduce yourself. For those who wish to socialize online to reach virtual coffee hour, point your browser to tiny.cc slash westcoffeehour. And now I invite you to join me in our closing words for the month. Let us go into the week ahead with compassion, understanding, and commitment to wonder, finding grounding in community, connection in the natural world, and joy in our bodies exactly as they are. Again, thank you all for joining in today's platform. We look forward to connecting with you again soon. Nope.